the Old Premeds Podcast, session number 11. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, or you're changing careers. You're now ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your journey to becoming a physician. Now, this podcast episode and all of the podcast episodes here at Old Premeds Podcast come directly from the forms at oldpremeds.org. So if you're not familiar with that site, with the forms over there, go to oldpremeds.org and register for an account in the forms and start interacting with like-minded, non-traditional pre-med students like yourself. It's a wonderful community of very helpful pre-med students, medical students, and even physicians at this point that have gone through a non-traditional path and are more than helpful as more non-traditional students are thinking about joining them on their journey to medical school and beyond. Let's jump into the question today and say hello to Rich. Rich, it's good to have you here again. Uh, good morning, Dr. Ryan, and how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing splendid. That's awesome. Not splenda, splendid. Yes, I, I prefer equal myself, but that's an entirely separate <laughs> issue. <laughs> All right, so the, the question that we're covering today, again, directly out of the old pre-meds forms from uh, oldpremeds.org, is an MCAT prep question. And this student uh, is looking at retaking the MCAT and they got a 19 on the old exam. And they're saying, I'm trying to avoid going to the Caribbean, which is a good idea. And they want to know basically what's the best thing to help them with their study materials. They talk about uh, using Kaplan and exam crackers and averaging good on the practice tests, but scored very poorly on the real tests. And they were looking at the the question banks, Khan Academy, AAMC, and they're they're basically asking what's the most useful resource from kind of our perspective. Uh, That's that's a a difficult question to answer, but we can separate that in two parts, is really what you need to do for the MCAT and then for the methods that you can get there. And the first is, with this particular student, um, mentioned that the student had the old score. The MCAT exam used to be a three-part exam, biological sciences, physical sciences, and verbal reasoning. It was changed in 2015 to cover four sections, chemical and physical foundations for systems, critical analysis and reasoning, which is known as CARS, the biological and biochemical foundations, and the psychosocial and biological foundations of behavior. So there are now four parts on a different scale, uh, running, I believe, from 480 to 528, if I'm not mistaken. Why they Sounds pick right. Num- why they pick those numbers, I don't know. Um, but you'd also be aware and, and, uh, that schools, for those who may have had the old exam, the, uh, that is basically probably the last year that any school is going to accept that is going to be now. So those who may consider retaking it, really have to prep for the new exam. And the question is, I think the first thing we have to realize is that you do need some sort of 
preparation plan. Uh, there are some students who think that the courses they take as an undergraduate are enough preparation, and I would say no, that is not going to be as helpful as, though, as those students may think, even if they're currently in those courses. Part of taking the MCAT exam is to understand how the exam works, the strategies for reading and answering the questions, and the practice to do those. And it's like anything else in the world is practice, practice, practice. It's not just knowing the content. It's not just knowing how to approach the exam. It's having a, as we know in sports, a head game to take the exam. And you should not take the MCAT until you are ready to do so. My rule of thumb is that you should be able to do four to six practice exams under realistic conditions and getting scores that you are comfortable with before you take the actual exam. Um, the issue that that raises now is because of the new MCAT, there aren't that many practice exams available as there were for the old MCAT. should always start with getting the AAMC exams. They are probably the closest thing to the real exam as possible because they're written by the people who do the real exam. You should also, my view, is to get another set of exams from one of the other providers. And the question that comes up, well, which provider and why? First, you, can, you have to also look at your finances. Do you have the money to take a course, which can run you a good $2,000, $3,000 to take a course? Um, if you're a student of good habits and can be disciplined, you may be able to get by with just the retail books that are provided by these exam prep companies, such as Kaplan Exam Crackers, Princeton Review, and be able to do self-study on your own. For many students, that's not possible. So the second question comes up, do I need to be in a live classroom or is live online going to be good enough for you? That, of course, is personal preference. Which of the courses of these companies are going to work for you? And that is a matter of taste. Um, my view is that Kaplan probably stresses not the most amount of content, but the most amount of strategy to take an exam. I don't necessarily agree with some of their strategy, but that, I think, is more their approach. Princeton Review tends to be a very content-heavy course. There are people I know who have taken the Princeton Review class without having the undergraduate classes and have done well in the MCAT. So that's how much content they put into it. Uh, Exam Crackers is also, I believe, online um, as well as in classroom. Um, I tend to shy away from them. Their materials are pretty good. I've heard mixed reviews about their classroom, though, and I think because they're a relatively small company, and I don't think they have the stability and infrastructure for running classes all over as the other companies do. Um, and then, of course, for those, there are a fair amount of free online resources or reasonably priced resources, particularly the Khan Academy. A couple of years ago, Khan Academy hooked up with AMC to run a 
basically a contest and funding for people to write MCAT prep materials for their system. And that was sponsored by the AMC. It is out there in Khan Academy. Um, certainly, there are a lot of other resources in that area that you can fill in and get with the stuff. So it depends on a few things here. Your learning style, your discipline in studying, your financial considerations, and really where you are in the process and how you're going to be able to schedule these things. If you have a very full schedule, self-study online may be your ticket. Personally, I believe that everyone should be in some sort of formal course for this, whether online or in a classroom. Um, If you're thinking about investing a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt to go to med school, then $2,500 now to pay for a prep class is not that expensive in the long run. That's sort of my view on where to go with these ideas. Um, Unfortunately, answering which is best is really a matter of taste and experience of what we're going to hear from your friends of what the different prep companies can offer you and what your style is to learn from them. Yeah. And I think it's, again, you had kind of talked about personal learning styles, personal preference, budget considerations. There's, I've always talked about the, what you get out of a prep course is what you're willing to put in. So all of the, all of the test prep companies are going off of the information that the AAMC provides as far as what content is going to be tested in the exam. And all of the test prep companies then hire test writers and question writers to fulfill all of those questions and make sure that the content is being covered so that all, all of the test prep companies are getting material kind of the same way. They're covering all of the same stuff. So it's just going to be a matter of what, what style learning is best for you. But this is true. Um, the other thing, too, for those, the, the test prep companies, by the way, there is a long guide from AMC, some 100 or 200 pages, that detail the material that would be found on the MCAT. And I'm sure that most companies use that as a basis to make sure they're covering all the material that's out there. Yeah. And actually, from, from some of my contacts within the test prep company world, because the AAMC has this relationship now with Khan Academy, they've, uh, at least this was several months ago now, they've kind of pulled back from their relationships with the test prep companies. And so they're, they're not handing over the information as readily as far as um, what's going on. So the test prep companies are using the same information that's available to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- there's been a, over the past several years, there's been a uh, sort of a lashing back at the test prep companies who are charging really enormous rates for these classes. And there is some consideration that students who have less financial resources than others are being sort of blocked out from getting these courses, therefore blocked from doing well in the exams. And that's what AMC was trying to do with their relationship with Khan Academy, make more free resources available to all students. That is a, a, good, um, a good thought and a good idea. I, li- I like that thinking. All right, so lots of great information there. If you want to go to medicalschoolhq.net slash MCAT, we have a ton of great MCAT information there. 
to help you decide on what is best for you. Although, as we talked about, it is a very personal decision based on your learning styles, based on your budget, and so much more. So go to medicalschoolhq.net slash MCAT. We'll have some great information there for you. I hope you got a ton of great information out of the podcast today. If you want more great information, go check out the pre-mid years podcast over at medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes. Again, that's the pre-mid years podcast. If you're new to the medical school headquarters, the pre-mid years podcast has been around for over three years with over 170 podcast episodes to help you understand what you're getting into and help you on your journey. So again, the pre-med years podcast, you can find that in iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Until you catch us next week, which I know you will, I hope you have a great week. Stay motivated, stay encouraged, and we'll talk to you next week.